And if you're just tuning in to Nevada Noisemakers, I'm sitting with local artist Isa, who just released their debut project, Crazy Ish, out now on all platforms. Hey there, Isa. Great to have you on. So the first thing I want to ask you, uh, because Crazy Ish has been generating a lot of buzz around the valley. And I wanted to ask if you had set out to create this project initially, if you had just started writing songs or it just was something you had planned out as more of a concept album, because this whole album is uh, very cohesive. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, of course. So I guess just to start off, um, so crazy is, so I, I first started like writing and producing my own music, um, like my freshman year of college. So, or like the year 2018. Um, and going into it, like I never, I didn't think that I would be releasing, you know, a debut EP, debut project. At the time, I was just making stuff just to make stuff. And you know, three years had passed. It went by so fast, and I looked back at all my work, and I realized, like, yo, I have enough songs, I have enough work to put out like a body of work. And so, like over the past three years, I've been just making as much as I can, writing and all that. And so, Crazyish is basically a compilation of like my favorite eight tracks that I've made over the over the past like few years. So going into it, there was never really a concept, so to say. It was kind of just me winging it, doing what I feel is right, um, doing what I feel sounds the best to me. And uh, I just followed it. That's all it was. So are those the original, like did you have to t- go back to the original demos and take them apart and re-record stuff? Because the Definitely. whole, gotcha. Yeah. Because yeah, so, I think that's what sounds great about it is it's so cohesive and it meshes yeah, so well together. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, so definitely like every single song on there, like they were, they all started off as demos, of course. Um, what's it? So like what got me into music in the first place was I, I, I saw this TED Talk with Steve Lacey. He talks about the bare maximum, meaning like you don't need super expensive gear, um, studio quality, like you don't need to be out in a studio to get your ideas out. And he talked about this thing called an iRig, which is like a $30 attachment that you plug into your phone. And I had bought that like two days after I saw the interview and then I started getting to work. And then, um, yeah, so like all of those were just, all of those I started off as demos on my phone. And then from there, I would take them to my friends, uh, Chris and Jeremy, who are very talented engineers. Like they know they're mixing and mastering like to a T. It's really beautiful stuff. So I, in the end, I took it to them and they're the ones that really like polish the sound they're the ones that really made the project sound like an album or like an ep you know like really quality like good quality stuff so i owe it all a lot of it to them for making it sound like super beautiful um but yeah starting off they were all demos i definitely revisited like every single song more than like three times I mean, that's amazing that they originated from your phone, mm-hmm. you know. I was actually planning to ask you about Steve Lacey because yeah. one track, uh, Smile, yes. really resonated with me. That's It sounded very inspired by him, and the whole project mm-hmm. does. But um, Steve Lacey has sort of been this pioneer in the industry, oh, yeah. proving to DIY artists like you and me that we don't need studio time, right? Exactly. All we need is a phone and an iRig. Mm-hmm. So he's sort of what inspired you to start making music yourself in the first place. Yes, definitely. Um, and like I said before, like that that TED talk he had, he talks about how he won, he got like Grammy noms from his phone. And at that point, I was just like, okay, I got to stop being lazy. I got to get to work because if he can do it, why can't I? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Very inspiring. But do you... Mm-hmm. Because that can also be a double-edged sword, you know, where it's 
it's kind of like nowadays you have so many creative outlets available to you. Oh, you yeah. can make a hit track with your phone. Mm -hmm. It can kind of be overwhelming at times. Do you ever feel like that? Like uh, the overwhelmingness of making music? Is that what you meant? Just the more of the accessibility of music. Oh. That at any time you can pull out your phone and make a hit song. It can kind of be daunting. Oh, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say it's daunting. If anything, it, it helps push me more. It helps me... Like just the the fact, the fact that I I know that I can, with like with this small attachment, I can get my ideas out wherever I want as long as I have like my instrument in my phone. I guess it can be daunting at times, but more more so, it's just like, it's really it helps push me because there will there will be days where like I'm sitting around, and I'm like literally not doing anything. I'm just either watching Netflix or I'm on Twitter, Instagram, all that, and then. The fact that, like, you know, I can literally just switch to an app, get my idea out, get a demo done, boom, that's it. Like, it does get, it does get, like, a little, like, daunting at times, but at the end of it, it's, like, it, it's what helps me, like, keep me inspired, mm. you know? So there's never an uninspired moment, right? Because there's always so many things that are accessible to you. And I find that interesting because a lot of other artists that I've talked to, because there's so much readily available to them, they have this huge sense of writer's block. So uh -huh. have you ever felt that way? And um, how do you combat that, if so? So when I, whenever I get writer's block, it's not necessarily just like because of all the music around me and like all this accessibility. I more so just get blocked in my writing when, uh, when it comes to like just writing in the first place. Because what puts me in block the most is um, battling the feeling of like insecurity. Like is my, are my words even going to like, touch the audience? Is what I'm gonna say gonna is it gonna convey correctly? Is it even gonna sound good? Like accessibility and all that to the side, like it doesn't really matter to me. More, what more matters to me is like, am I connecting with y'all? Am I connecting with the listener? Do you like it? That's what really gets me in my block because just thinking about that stuff, it's like, oh man, I just I can't. Like I, I just want to put the best stuff out, and then like you know, just the thought of that is what keeps me in block. But to combat it, I just. Uh, I don't even know like I like to go on walks once in a while like in the morning like super nice outside uh recently Vegas has been beautiful so I love taking walks in the morning yeah like just to, to combat like writer's block I just try to calm myself down and I just gotta like sit down with myself and just like ask myself am I doing this am I writing this song for the right purposes if so am I doing it in a way that I believe is like 100% the way to go you know it's a lot of just like coming to terms with myself and um yeah that's how i kind of face writer's block uh, that's a that's a beautiful take i mean uh it's very easy you know as an artist especially a diy artist to just sit around and for lack of a better word feel worthless mm -hmm. right oh, yeah definitely. like i can't do anything and it's funny that you mentioned having an audience because i want to transition the conversation a little bit more to your promotion and how you get your work out there because i know you were with jaded fantasy and and you guys had a couple projects out but your first solo single came out in early december of last year and already um not only have you grown exponentially on social media but I'm seeing all of these music blogs and these prominent people who signify up-and-coming artists take note of this release. Is there anything specific that you did to analyze that? Um, like up until now, like before Craziest, so I had the singles Wasted, Polaroid, 
and Red Eye Out. They came out before Craziest, right? And then those three, just having those three out already on like platforms, I think that's what really helped me out because because Red Eye, right? So Red Eye, that was a single that that got me networked with like a bunch of like different ANRs. So when Red Eye came out, I got this DM from this guy named Drew on Instagram who was an ANR, and he basically was telling me, "Yo, man, I love your music. I'm an ANR. I can help market you better, and I can help get you in like a better network." And you know. That's the first time ever, anyone has ever come to me with that kind of like you know energy. So I had to take it. So he's been Drew. Um, he's been super like instrumental in the rollout of Crazyish. And if it wasn't for him, you know, like once to watch, uh, we find a music date like we fashionably early, like a bunch of these blogs too. Like they probably would have never got wind of me if it weren't for Drew because. Like what me and like the team were lacking at the time when these singles dropped, we had no, we didn't know how to approach pitching ourselves to blogs, outlets, and the like. You know, we had no idea how to do it. We were going into this like with zero knowledge, and then so with the addition of like Drew, he completely like just showed us like the horizon, and it was like super like eye opening. It was like wow, there's a lot that goes into this. It's not just it's not just music anymore, which is which is cool. You know, yeah, it's more of like a business. Yeah, there's a whole nother side to it. Yeah, and that's why, you know, being a DIY artist is so difficult because you are a DIY artist, but you, you almost essentially have to have somebody else to get your name out there. Yeah. If not, you're just hitting a brick wall over and over again. And so you didn't know this Drew guy prior to him DMing you on Instagram. No, not So at that's all. a huge leap of faith that you had to take for your music. Yeah. Honestly, like when he DM'd me, I was just full of anxiety and it was like, dude, I was like, just seeing like that kind of like response and just knowing that he was willing to help and he had the resources to help and he was willing to put them down. You know, it was like, uh, it just made me feel weird, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely a leap of faith. I've definitely like over the past like few weeks, I've definitely built like a, like some trust between me and him. So it's, it's nice knowing that. I have a guy like him in my corner, you know, and it's super helpful. Yeah, definitely makes you more prominent as an artist and gets more people who otherwise wouldn't have even heard of you to listen to your music. Right. And then you get tons of new fans that way. And is that how you went yeah. about creating your music video? Because it's professionally done. It's extremely well done. You went through him for that? No. So so the music video I talked about for Channel 3. Yeah. Yeah. So Channel 3. That was all done by my team over at Vuskia. So aside from Jaded, I'm also a part of the artist collective Vuskia. We're still like branding ourselves. We're still trying to get like, you know, our image in there. But um, my friend Jeremy and Cam, like those two, those guys have fascinating minds. Like they're smart, they're talented, they know their stuff. And so when Channel 3 came out, Cam had told me about this idea. He was like, what if you were on a cooking show for Channel 3? And I was like, I like your vision full send it let's do it and then uh we met up on like a either a friday or saturday we met up in the morning early in the morning 10 a.m and then we were just shooting for like four hours just trying to get that video done so but it wasn't through drew though it was definitely just through like like my friends and then we all just like got together and just sat down and really just worked out the uh, the video. So. so your whole prominence as a not even four-month-old solo artist has just been by trying new things and just by taking risks. Yeah, literally, bro. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's commendable. It's very hard to for a lot of people, you know, including myself, to get a DM from a stranger and just go, you know what, I care about my music so much. Even if it doesn't work out, at least I tried, you know? Yeah. That's sort of the mindset that you have. Yeah, because overall, I just love making and creating. And um, 
I love singing. I love playing my guitar. Like I could do that for hours, days, however long I wanted. I could, and I would not be not happy. I think that's what really helps me. So like when people come to me saying, um, yo, I like your music, um, let's push this forward more. And then obviously the money is like a recurring thought that goes on in the back of my head. Always, always. But um, it's never for the money. I'm doing it for the art. Right, but you, you've got to spend money to make money, right? you got to build a brand you got to spend money to make money, right? Exactly, exactly. And I think just what helps me take those, like, leaps of faith, like you said, um, I, I, true, like, I truly believe in, you know, the work that I make. Um, whatever I make, just know it's, like, it's truly, I consider it a part of myself. Like, when I write these songs down and when I'm making these guys, like, I truly consider them as, like, pieces of myself, so... Um, so when somebody comes to me saying, oh, like, listen, I like your music, it's like they like me, like they're, they're like, they like how I am as a person, which feels really good, you know, so that kind of, like, just helps me, like, push, and then, like, more, like, the more people say it, the more it makes me want to chase it, you know what I'm saying? Hmm, of course, and mm-hmm. every fan that you get, you know, and I've talked to other artists about this as well, is that as musicians, as creatives, as people who put music out there, all we can hope and pray for is that mm-hmm. one person, you know, will gravitate towards it and it'll make their day a little better. And then everything after that is a terrific privilege, right? Exactly. And I think why so many people have gravitated to your music so quickly and why all this A&R has been working for you is because your music is honest. And that's why I gravitated towards your work. And I just love that about you, that you can, you know, you've had these tracks in fruition for three years, and then you can sort of sift through them and say, you know what, this is me, this is honest. And I think it's lacking not just in the local scene but across Definitely. the industry man, that that means a lot man that, that really means a lot i appreciate your your kindness and your words because i really mean that man like like right now craziest is my baby boy he's like my first son <laughs> he's like my first son you know? but what i i what i love about it is it's it's your son right i yeah. it's not steve lacy's <laughs> son it's not while i can hear your influences it doesn't define you. And I love when artists can do that is where you can hear, oh, they, I know they listen to this or this genre, but it's, you know, you're unapologetically yourself. So do you, I want to ask if you ever struggle with, because I know I, I, I'm always afraid, and you mentioned about being in your own head about how fans will perceive a piece of content, right? Sometimes the question is, is this piece of art too honest? Do you ever find yourself in that situation? (sighs) I guess sometimes I do, yeah. I get like at the end of the day, that's like, uh, like if I'm if I'm ever questioning, like, is this, um, am I being too honest? Am I letting people know too much about me? At that point, I just say whatever, screw it, let's just full send it. It doesn't matter. Like once it's out, it'll be out. Like at that point, I kind of just, I just stop caring. Like it's more about just getting my work out there rather than caring about what they're gonna think of me. And that's something I've been trying to like conquer more over the past like over this past year especially just like not caring about what other people think of me just really truly following what I want to do and what I want to do like put out like music wise sound wise and all that but yeah I do I do definitely find myself in those like spaces sometimes where I question like you know am I being a little too honest is this gonna like breach my privacy you know but um at the end of the day I like I just say whatever 
I don't care. You anymore. take that leap of faith. <laughs> I, I take leap of faith. It's so exactly. commendable, yeah. and I, I really do respect you for it because it's it's a talent, if not a skill. So this crazy-ish project, has that sort of been, you know, for every local artist I meet, there are five other people that I meet who make music but are too scared to put it out there. What, what, were those three years of writing, did you, were, did you have in mind that you were going to put out music by yourself. Yes. Or did it eventually get, to, oh, okay. Yeah, so like over the past three years, so like uh, I started off with Jaded, right? So every like the guys in Jaded, they were really the ones that showed me how fun it is to make music. Like when we're in the studio and like when we're making our own music, oh my God, it's, I mean, it gets serious sometimes for sure because we do have to buckle down and like get work done. But at the same time, we just have like a grand time. It's just a lot of fun making with those guys. So like when I started doing my own demos and I started showing it to them, they were like, yo, you are like, you're good, bro. You should start like putting this stuff, like this stuff out on SoundCloud. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I'm going to take you up on that. And then I just started doing that too. And then eventually like down the road, I, to I told myself, you know what? I definitely got to put out a project. Um, and then I, yeah, I just came to terms with that. And then here we are three years later. I, yeah. I mean, I find that <laughs> yeah. very often, especially with other artists that I've talked to, that your friends can be your biggest ally and your mm. biggest support system when it comes to releasing music, especially, um, you know, as a solo artist, has it been more difficult for you to uh, release solo work than it was with Jaded Fantasy, or do you still get those second opinions? I don't from think your it's friends? more difficult. I say I think now that I'm working on my own stuff at, while working on Jaded stuff, I feel like it's made it easier for me to just create for both myself and the guys. Just because like now I know what I'm doing is like, I know what I'm gonna like make, or I trust myself that I'm gonna make something good. So it's like, yeah, I guess like just knowing that I have like the second opinion, it really does help me out, yeah. And it just helps keep me validated, if that makes sense. And fun. everyone needs validation to some extent, especially when you're taking a huge leap of faith like mm -hmm. this. But, yeah. I mean, you go full throttle, you commit to it, and that is respectable, quite yeah. frankly. And so I want to ask you about the future, um, both about Jaded Fantasy and your solo career. So this is kind of a two-part loaded question here, but... Um, I, I'm sure fans would love to know if Jaded was planning on releasing something in the future. And I'm also curious myself as to know where you see yourself in five to 10 yeah. years as an artist. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, my dream, this is like my picture perfect reality, right? So five to 10 years, I would love to see myself moved out, not in like not living with my parents no more. I would love to see myself in my own creative space um, with the jaded guys as if like we were Brockhampton, you know, like that's where I see myself. I've been chasing that dream. That's, that's all I've been chasing. I just, I just love that idea of just like all of them, like me and my friends, same house, just constantly working on like our own craft. And like, that's, what's been pushing me so much. But, um, in terms of solo career, five to 10 years, um, who knows what kind of music I'll drop. I would love to tour. I would love, like, if I ever got that opportunity, if I ever got the chance to travel the world, you you know I would take that 100%. Same thing with Jaded. If we ever got that opportunity to, like, open for an artist or, like, even tour, you know, um, I know for a fact that, like, the guys would be like, yo, we have to do this. Like, this is, like, a once-in-a-lifetime thing, you know? And so in terms of solo career, like, five to ten years, I hope to see myself, you know, fully in there like fully in my bag um whether it be here in vegas or like maybe out in la new york i don't know where i'll be um i'll just 
follow it. Like, take 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 me wherever the wind takes me. Um, and then uh, jaded, I would love to see us striving for like success too, because we're still we're still like in our bags as well. So we're still trying to figure out what we want to do. And uh, hopefully in five to 10 years, we figure out like, you know, our purpose and like what we need to do, like why we're making music in the first place. And um, yeah, like in the end, I just really want us to succeed. You know, I just wish nothing but the best for, you know, I want nothing but the best for me and like for the guys both. I, I just love how it's not success for you unless your friends are there with that's it's just heartwarming you know because a lot of people would say something like i would love to be recognized for my talents myself but you would just love to be at the top with your friends that's just something i love thank you so much for talking with me today isa of course cameron thank you for having me man you got it keep taking those leaps of faith thank you my man you can check out Crazy-ish by Isa on all platforms. Feel free to connect with him on Instagram at Isa. That's I-C-E-U-U-H on Instagram. As well as his visual brand, Vuskia, at V-U-S-Q-I-A. You can also follow his collective Jaded Fantasy on Instagram at Jaded underscore Fantasy. And if you like what you're about to hear, don't forget to check out the music video that accompanies this track, titled Channel 3. And if you missed any of that and still want to connect with Isa, you can connect with him via our Instagram page at Nevada Noisemakers. From there, you'll be able to find all of his socials. You can also find this interview and all of our past interviews on that page, where you can stream them on demand anytime. Whether you're listening on Wolfpack Radio or KWNK 97.7, thank you for listening to my conversation with Isa. We'll play him off with his track, Channel 3, Off Crazy, only on Nevada Noisemakers. Everybody put in two cents You think you die, but you neglecting all your little sins My man be permanent, no style is not a new trend You do fugazi, he ain't let me come in full sin, yeah